Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Successful Mentalist podcast. My name is Ashley Green and like always with every other single podcast that we do, I'm joined by the amazing co-host that is none other than Aidan O'Sullivan. Hello, that was a short, sharp, swift intro. Loved it. There we are. Lots of high impact energy. Build the suspense, keep them on their toes. That's how we're rolling. But today, I'll tell you what, guys, it's something super, super special for you, because usually how we roll with these podcasts is we do four podcasts a month. We have a podcast by me and Aiden, another podcast by me and Aiden, and then another podcast by me and Aiden. And then the end of the month, the fourth episode of that month, we have a bonus special guest podcast where we get someone who's really super interesting at a specific topic. And then we jump to the next month. But this month actually has five weeks in it, which means that you get an extra bonus podcast today. So, Aiden, can you tell us what today's podcast is all about? So today's podcast is really interesting because it's it's not actually a podcast. It's actually two separate coaching calls that we had with one of our students at the School of the Successful Mentalist. And we were kind of flicking through our archives, looking at the stuff that we've actually spoken about over the course of this year and... We had, we, these specific topics came up and they, they really sort of resonated with us. So we did a little bit of research and had a little look. And actually, we found that this information is incredibly relevant to share. So this month, we've been talking about the meta skills and how to learn and how to practice. But this specific episode is actually two coaching calls on the topic of productivity. More specifically, productivity in terms of how can you apply this every single day? How can you elevate your each and every work day of yours? You can do this outside of magic, inside of magic, to yourself, everywhere. There are so many tips across a wide range of uh, sort of areas here. This is really, really valuable. And then in the second call, we actually start delving deep in terms of the magical perspective. How can you apply this into magic and where whereabouts does that sort of fit in? So that's what today's episode is. It's actually two bonus coaching calls from one of our students that we've slam dunked together and we're dishing out to you right now. There we go. So I think without uh, speaking about this any longer, it's probably best that we jump straight into listening to the coaching call with Diraj, which is honestly absolutely fantastic. And I know you guys are going to get a lot from this. So uh, the reason why I have divided this into two calls uh, is that in the first call, I would like to know about uh, how you approach it, uh, both of you. And uh, now that the COVID book is out and I read that you have done uh, some courses and you have uh, read a lot about productivity, I would like to know about your approach, uh, not just to uh, maximizing the time uh, I, I'm sorry, minimizing the time, but also maximizing the output that you get out of it. Uh, not just for uh, performing, but also in general life. And in the second call, uh, I would like to solely focus on using uh, the resources or tools that we talk about today, how we can uh, solely focus on performing 
and making a practice more productive and not just practice but everything associated with it maybe writing the scripts editing them and so on so probably that we can take up in the next call that's great aiden aiden has helped me so much in terms of this so i know aiden's i'm looking at him and he's smiling because he's got a lot on this topic um so i think it's probably best for aiden to jump in and then i'll i'll kind of chip in with what i've learned and what i'm currently doing and what i'm struggling on so you can learn from my mistakes as i've gone through i think that might be the best for this session what do you think aiden yeah, that works for me that works for me <laughs> well, you're a productivity king <laughs> you tell me what to do basically <laughs> okay so i think to start with i think the biggest problem that a lot of people face um nowadays is that they've got so much to do we're all busy being busy we've all got so much to do we've got so many things to get done we just don't know where to start we're all on that level of i need to do this i need to do this i need to do this i've got i've got everything but i've not got enough yeah. time to do it so literally the first thing that i did is i made a list of everything that i needed to do whether it was tiny little things like wash putting some washing on or like or going for a walk or like everything all the way down to to booking a show like all of those kind of things i just mapped everything out i wrote it on one huge list um just so i knew what was going on uh, and from there i was able to go through a process of what i've since found out that stephen kotler um, I'll send you some links to his work as well, um, but he calls the XDS approach. So X, you look at all of your tasks, X okay. is just eliminate. Are there any things on there that you can get rid of that you don't need to do that is just going to waste your time? If so, scratch them out, don't do them. Easy peasy. The mm -hmm. D is for delegate. So is this something that you can hand over to somebody else or can you give to somebody else to do or to at least help you? so that you're ready to go uh, uh, and then the s i can't remember what the s is for off the top of my head i believe it's um to actually just start um, so start doing those tasks get them done um a lot of the time my favorite approach at the minute is to go with something called eat that frog which there's a book on it uh, by brian tracy it's the idea that you get your biggest highest leverage horrible task done first you, you do nothing else until that is done first thing because then once that's out of the way you can move on and you can do everything so um again making a list of everything and doing your big important task first whilst you've got the the willpower to actually do it because uh, we're all aware we've all hit those days that we've been doing so much that by the afternoon we're just knackered. We, we've got no energy we don't want to do anything else and suddenly we've got the big horrible thing to do and we just We'll do it tomorrow we'll do it next week so um the easiest approach is to just do it get it done and then move on um do you have any as well on? yeah i can't i'm a I, I used to be and i still am really a big person of leaving that biggest task till last minute and the the worst part about that is it plays on your mind and you're constantly thinking oh my gosh i need to get this done and that just causes stress which then affects your productivity and then with all that stress, when you get to the end of the day and it's 11 o'clock at night because you're so busy with everything else, you're like, I can't do it. And then it just causes so much stress. So, yeah. And for me, that's something that I'm currently looking into, just trying to get the most important thing done um, and go from there. But I think sleep as well actually helps with productivity. And um, 
again, this is just from my experience of talking to Aiden. Aiden recommended um, just really getting on top of my sleep and stop being a fool and staying up till four in the morning, <laughs> working and stuff. He was like, go to sleep, do it in the morning. Um, actually get your decent routine. And um, I, I have uh, blue light blocking glasses of a night time to help eliminate all the blue light from the computers. So it helps me sleep better. I've, I've not got all those chemicals in my brain keeping me awake. Um, those things. Um, mm -hmm. We could probably send a link over there on Amazon. Um, you can get a cheap pair for thirty pounds, but you can get a very good pair for a hundred and everywhere in between. But they're they're brilliant. And before bed, I just have like a little wind down exercise. I usually have drink green tea, meditate, go mm -hmm. to sleep, and and now I'm having so much less sleep. Like before, I would have nine ten hours sleep and still feel tired. And I tried getting less, and I'd still feel tired. So I'd feel tired whenever. But now I have about I can have between six and seven and a half hours and I wake up and I'm like, yeah, let's go. But that's because I've got a better sleep pattern. And because I'm having less sleep, I've now got more hours in the day. So more hours to do the tasks that I need to do. And, and that helps really um, in terms of having the extra time. So um, I don't have to worry and think, oh my gosh, I've only got this certain time. I'm like, ah, oh, that's mm -hmm. better. So yeah, maybe inadvertently getting on top of sleep would help with the productivity as well i think i yeah definitely agree i think the most most important thing if you if you're fresh to if you really want to start nailing down on getting the best quality sleep that you possibly can the most important thing is not making sure that you go to bed at the same time every night it's actually making sure that you get up at the same time in the morning if you have to be up straight away because that's what's going to train your body biologically to actually waking up and then you're going to be used to it after a while you'll wake up you'll have the energy because your body's telling you right we're ready to go and then you can just get on with your day so um that's again a huge important thing again i put uh, i put a post out um on my instagram a while back i'll send you i'll forward that to you so you can hear just three tips but um sleep is a really important one to get on top of um the average person just quickly um it's actually said between six and seven and a half hours um the average sleep cycle goes through 90 it takes about 90 minutes for the full uh cycle we go through five of those a night which is seven and a half hours so if you can give yourself those seven and a half hours you get to go through all five cycles and you get that deep restorative sleep any questions wow. so far that's that's interesting um and i can definitely uh resonate with what Ashley was saying because I have uh, been sleeping a lot and I usually uh, attribute that towards my screen time and uh, I have started using blue light filters on laptop as well as phone but I'm not really sure they're enough so I will definitely look up those glasses and uh, like you said the waking up time will have to be set just out of curiosity what time do both of you sleep or wake up uh, I'm personally up between six and a half past six now. Um, yeah. I don't use I don't use an alarm. Uh, that's an important thing. You should not use an alarm once you get used to waking. Obviously, use an alarm if you need to get up at a certain point in time. But you, the aim is to get rid of that because that's such a big disruptive uh, thing to your sleep. It breaks you out yeah. of that sleep. And if you, especially if you're in a stage of deep sleep and then suddenly your alarm goes, that's why you wake up feeling groggy and oh. So try and get rid of the alarm. It's the worst thing that was ever invented. <laughs> Aiden puts me to shame and I'm one for not kind of following all of the rules yet. Um, 
but it's around about between seven or nine. <laughs> so it's not ex exactly accurate, <laughs> but it's getting there. It's a lot better than it was. And um, because mm -hmm. I'm having better sleep, like before it would be 10, 11. And at the beginning of lockdown, it was 12, one, two in the afternoon, um, which was not good. But now I'm getting on top of it. I'm, I'm waking up earlier. The goal is to be like Aiden and I've got there 6.30 I'm meant to get up at, but I haven't been exactly sticking to it. So I want it to be 6.30, but at the moment, between about seven or mm -hmm. seven or nine the important okay. thing to remember is that not like we're not all the same we all have yeah. what, we all have what's known as chronotypes which is our biological patterns that have been genetically passed through us um, and that's also a result of our environment i can send you a link to a chronotype quiz from michael bruce the sleep doctor um, yes please but you answer some questions and you find out your specific chronotype so that you can optimize your sleep for example i'm uh, I thought I was a late, like a, a, a what's it, a, a night owl? That's night owl. I thought I was like a night owl. There's actually not just a morning lark and night owls. There's four to five others, um, different animals that you can attribute yourself, attribute yourself to. Yeah. I thought I was a, um, a night owl, but actually it turns out that I work better in the morning. So, and then I did my um, uh, sleep test and, and I found out like what I was. Um, so that's important. You don't just want to force yourself up if you work better in the evening. Um, but the principle of, in terms of productivity, is to get that big important thing done first. Get get the highest leverage tasks done straight away, um, because if you get nothing else done that day, at least you've done something huge. Mm. And writing a list the night that before was, yeah. in, your, in your um, in your in your wind down activity just before bed, um, mm -hmm. just just write a list of everything you need to do. And even throughout the day, I've got. <laughs> I have multiple pieces of paper because I'm unorganized, just chucked around, but it's, it's better than before. Um, but just, just writing, I, if I need to do something, quickly jot it down, otherwise I forget. Aiden's got a better ritual in terms of lift writing than, than I do. But basically, with anything productivity, Aiden's gold at it. He shares me the advice and I kind of carry it out about half-heartedly. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Which, honesty. Uh... It's true. Recorded as well. <laughs> Recorded as well. So uh, that's gold. Um, but yeah, so planning your day is the most mm -hmm. important uh, thing. You don't want to do what I used to do when I used to write loads and loads of loads of stuff that I used, I thought I could get done in a day, and I'd get half of the list done and feel bad because I've not achieved everything that I said I was going to. I've not done everything that I said I was going to. So mm -hmm. the best approach is to literally find six things six i don't personally do six i do what i think i can do based on my day and, and all of that stuff but six is a great number because that can be a nice mix of big tasks and smaller tasks if you have that willpower after you've done those six things to do more great mm -hmm. chuck an extra task in get that done chuck an extra task in get that done uh but focus specifically on the highest leverage tasks. what are the things and if you've done the whole xds process on all of your tasks mm -hmm. you'll know you know what to be focusing on. Um, but I do that in the every evening. I um, literally plan my next day, reflect on the day that I've just done, ticking off all my tasks and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I've got a nice little journal, which I just, I do that in, um, which I would, I, I would advise doing anyway. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's important. Okay. And uh, for making those lists or keeping a track of your tasks, do you, uh, both of you, write it down on the journal or on paper, or do you use uh, any tools or software which you have tried? I use physical paper. Um, okay. 
but Aiden's got a better system again. <laughs> so, my, my I learned this from. I did. Was it yourself that I sent the productivity for working at home? Was it? Was it? I don't know whether it's. Oh no, uh, Ryan. We'll, we'll put Ryan it in the group actually. Um, we'll do. put productivity from okay. working in the group. In the group. Um, so yeah, so this is an included in this. This is a mini quest from Mind Valley. It's a short one week um, thing, and it, it is designed to maximise your your thing for working at home. But actually, it's really, really, it's a really great system. My approach, I'll run you over it. My approach was to write all of my tasks, everything on a physical document, like physical paper. I would write that out because there is a um, again, I don't know if you're aware, but there is a, a much more uh, an improved retention of memory when you're writing things when rather than when you're typing them you also are more likely to do the things that you write down rather than you type down um, and again that's due to the tactile sensation as well as the the mental sensation um, but i i wrote everything down i xds everything i got rid of all of those things that i couldn't do i delegated everything else that i could um, mm -hmm. And then I started, I got rid of the smaller tasks. And what I now use is I use Google Tasks, um, okay. which, which is integrated with Google Calendar. I literally, I've plugged all of my tasks onto there so that I can access them mm -hmm. anywhere. I don't need the journal with me. I don't need the paper mm -hmm. with me. I've literally got all of that. Um, and then I'm able to tick those off as I'm going through it. I'm able to drag and drop those into my calendar when I'm going to get them done. And I know I'm going to get them done. Um, but the, the important thing is that I do still write what I'm doing the next day every evening i still write that down physically in my journal which i'm looking at but it's just out of reach um i still physically write that down because it solidifies this is the six things or this is the small th amount of things that i want to get done today and you don't want to overburden yourself but I, yeah the google calendars it just keeps track of everything um and it also means while i'm on the go if something comes an idea comes to mind i literally i've got the app, the tasks app so i literally just chuck it in the app and then i every so often every week i'll I'll just scroll through, make sure I've not got anything else that's super urgent and go from there. Mm -hmm. And I always okay. find with a paper list as well, if it's mm -hmm. on your phone, it's easy to forget about the list. But with a paper list, what I do every night, I put it where I'm going to wake up and go, oh, yeah, list. <laughs> and because you can position it. And I used to do that all the time. If there was something important I'd do, I'd put a sticky note next to where I'd eat my cereal. And I'd, I'd just wake up in the morning completely forgot about everything the day before go and eat my cereal aha list and then it would it would jog my memory which i thought was quite cool in terms of like other things in terms of productivity is when when actually working this is a huge thing i actually spoke to bella the other day mm -hmm. um I, I literally gave her like a, a couple of hours rundown on all of uh, flow and peak performance um one of the huge things about that is to actually avoid distractions completely so if you can turn phones off if you can clear your desk work in a clean tidy space um because your external reality is just a representation of your internal reality um and again there's lots of science proving that now that if you're working in a cluttered or messy environment you're easily you're going to be more distracted i think near il speaks a lot about this and, uh, and he's got a book called indistractable he's done some podcasts with mind valley um okay which is his work is really good and it's about becoming indistractable so you you're not going to get uh distracted by stuff that's going on you've not got stuff on your desk you literally you are sat you are working you are doing that thing until it's done um again flow states and that that's going to really sort of help 
it's hard to adjust it's not something that you can just sit and be like flow state go work it doesn't it comes naturally as a guide um but that comes from a result of undistracted blocked out learning and that's another huge thing that i do actually i block out my time for certain things for example if i'm doing um I don't know if I need to sort out my emails, whether I need to go through all of my emails, get them back to zero emails in my inbox. I block myself out the amount of time I need and I will, I will do that. Um, un undistracted, uncompromised, get it done. And it, only when it's done then can I move on. Um, perfect. Perfect. Does that make sense? That, that makes a lot of sense, uh, especially about flow states and about being indistractable, because I do believe I end up wasting a lot of time because I'm onto something, uh, not just magic related, but also um, in my day job, I'm onto something and I get a notification on my phone. And before I know I have lost 20 minutes, 25 minutes. It's so. the worst. It's the worst feeling ever. <laughs> Um, and I think, I think it comes down to just a situation of if you think there's going to be a distraction that comes up, just let that distraction, if that's a person, tell them. If it's, you think somebody's going to come in whilst you're in the middle of something and try and talk to you, put headphones on, put a note on the door. Just don't give, like try and stop the opportunities for being distracted as much as possible uh, and make it, make it so easy for you to just sit and work or just sit and do the thing that you need to do so that anything else becomes an inconvenience. Like one of the great things that I've started doing, I, I, I journal daily in the morning and that's a slightly different type of journaling to my day planning. Um, they're two, yeah, two completely different types of journaling, but I'm um, mm -hmm. in the more like every day I, I make sure that my entire room is tidy. Desk mm -hmm. is completely clear. The only thing sitting on the desk is the journal and the pen and a glass of water. So that when I'm in the, up in the morning, I can go downstairs, grab a coffee, come back, sit, do that before I before I check my phone, before I turn my laptop on, before I do anything. I've done that. Like I've journaled. I've got mm -hmm. that done. And it's so easy because it's all laid out in front of me. Um, and the same can go with anything. Just if. If you if you feel like you're going to get distracted, mm -hmm. but you need to you need to reply to your emails, well, open up your emails on your laptop the night before, close it, leave it on your desk, so that you know that as soon as you sit down, open it up, your emails are all there, you just bash through it, or you just do the task that's get it all pre-done, um, and then you're less likely to be distracted. That does make a lot of sense to me. Hi guys, it's Ashley here. I just want to quickly interrupt this podcast just to say one little thing. If you do enjoy the podcast that we are currently putting out at The Successful Mentalist, uh, do us a favor and make sure to subscribe. It will honestly help us out. It will mean the world. It will help with our stats and rankings, which mean that we're then shown to more magicians and mentalists around the world. And we want to try and help as many people as possible with these podcasts. So honestly, if you could subscribe, it would mean the absolute world to us. Anyway, Back to the podcast. It's quite interesting. And uh, I was just sharing that unlike other uh, self-help books, uh, I find it quite practical and action oriented rather than a discussion which uh, goes nowhere. Yeah. So it's quite interesting. Uh, also, I started reading another book, Magic is Dead. Brilliant book. Yeah. I didn't Brilliant. That's yeah. good. Have you have you guys read it? Yes, I literally read it. Maybe uh, I think about a month ago now. Uh, okay. I read it. 
I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I started reading it uh, on Friday evening and I'm already halfway done with it. I think I'll finish it by tonight. It's, it's amazing. Brilliant. It's amazing how some books are just, you just get so sucked into yeah. them and just finish it. Like, <laughs> I, when, I, when I bought, um, so I got the, the Code of the Extraordinary Mind, uh, which mm-hmm. we've mentioned a few times. I actually don't have my copy because I've gifted it to somebody. So I need to get a few more. Um, when I got that, I think I read that in a couple of days. Like mm-hmm. just, I just thought this is it. When I got um, his sec- Vision's second book, The Buddha and the Badass, uh, I literally read that in two days flat. Fit, like, I just sucked straight in. Um, but there are some books that just click and yeah. it's just brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Eat That Frog, I finished in about three hours. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so I just loved it. it. Just sucked it all in. It's like this is brilliant. Yeah. You might like. Um, I wonder if um, if you like um, Jim Quick's speed reading course. There's a there's a course which you can learn to just literally blitz and speed read and just like woof. I mean, here, which here, looks like, insane. Here are some because I've done the course. Here are some some simple tips if you're not already doing them. Uh, again, this might just be helpful. I know this isn't exactly what you wanted to talk about, but it might be useful. Um, mm-hmm. Use your finger as a visual pacer. I, I don't know if you do that already. Um, I started doing that after um, watching it in the link which Ashley had posted on the group. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. So using the visual pacer after a while as well. Uh, it's cut out the inch on the left and the right. So you're just mm-hmm. looking at the middle bit because your peripheral vision will catch it. Um, speed up rather than slowing, like slow down to understand it. Speed up because then you force yourself to, uh, to, to understand and process it faster. Mm-hmm. Um, other other simple tips are there. Da, 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 da. Uh, ask questions before you start reading as well. Ask yourself, what what does this? As soon as you hit a new chapter, plan every day in advance. Well, what does that? What does that mean? What could that do? How could I do that? What, what that could I'll ask loads of questions. And the more questions you ask, the more magnetic your brain will be to understanding and picking up information. Um, so same with stories as well. When you're like, so when you're reading, magic is dead. As I was reading it, I was thinking, where is this mm-hmm. set? When is this set? Who is involved? What what would this picture look like? What does this room look like? Because uh, mm-hmm. it's all enshrouded with mystery. What is it? And then it all just builds up the picture much quicker. So there's a piece. yeah. And even with dyslexia, that reading quickly, like I I do it now. I didn't even do the course, but I was just like, ah, we just we just try that. And I was like, oh, well, that works. <laughs> that that helps. That definitely helps. Yeah. But anyway, conscious time's ticking on. So productivity, episode two out of two, how to apply the productivity tips discussed in the last session to get better at performing and building social media presence. Um, So obviously I thought it'd be good to just ask you um, if there was anything else which has changed since writing that and and really how you got on with obviously the the courses we sent last week um, uh, and in terms of the other links we sent as well. Uh, so uh, there are two additional things along with performing, uh, which uh, probably we can discuss today. Uh, one thing is practice, uh, practicing the moves or practicing the routines. And a uh, second thing which uh, ties right into it is scripting. So how to be more productive while doing, while practicing scripting and performing, uh, that has changed, uh, coming to the courses. I haven't, uh, started the course yet but I will be starting that very soon uh, after the work get work-life balance gets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's always a problem is trying to find the, uh, trying to find the actual time to do it all. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause uh, 
because especially when you've got a full-time job it is uh, quite time demanding yeah. um but no no it's um i know um i mean well this is this is right up your street isn't it aiden all this yeah. stuff you sit there smiling <laughs> um yeah keep it keep it keep, keep it quiet for a second just to give you the opportunity before <laughs> <laughs> The, the productivity course or the working from home productivity for working from home course that I think that's the one that we're referring mm -hmm. to just so we're on the same yeah. page. Jason's yes. one. Yeah. Yeah. Jason's yes. one. Um, I would advise because it, it literally is 20 minutes uh, at the most of teaching, like uh, of teaching on for five days. Um, mm -hmm. That's literally all it is. There's a bonus sixth day with an interview and, and some extra bonus content in there as well, but it's 20 mm -hmm. minutes to then improve your stuff. So, and it, it, from my eyes i forced that time in rather than trying to settle for a, a work-life balance because i know that that's not going to be easy to regulate at all instead mm -hmm. i just i forced that to be that mm -hmm. i do that before i do anything else i eat the frog in that i make that that's my big scary challenging task trying to get that done and implement all of the techniques on every day for that throw that in first of all and it, it's it's hugely helped um mm -hmm. sort of my productivity and stuff i mean i had at one point I had like thousands of emails across three different email accounts uh, or in each, like just everywhere. It was chaos. But since going through the program, I've now got five different email accounts and they're all empty. Everything is empty, but wow. I've got everything I need. Jason teaches you how to do that. So you can regulate that. You're optimizing your working environment, optimizing the way you work and your calendar and all of those kind of things. Um, so in terms of that perspective, my advice would be to, tr to eat the frog in that, just do it start implementing mm -hmm. because it will have profound shifts rather than waiting for the okay. right moment the right if we spend too much time waiting for the right moment to learn the next best thing or to learn the best productivity hacks and or to mm -hmm. to learn the th thing because we don't want to oh, we don't want to we don't want to dive in and do something that we might not be able to cover for but actually idea like robin sharma's idea is ideation mm -hmm. without execution is delusion so just yes. the idea without <laughs> taking action on it, it's just, it's just, what is it? There's no point. It's deluded. It's a ridiculous idea. So you, it just is one of those cases, just fire away. Yeah, yeah, um, a great point as well to um, just go on is, is talking about your morning routines as well. Like even if you have a, a busy day of work, like I, I've seen Aiden's diary sometimes and it can be like 12 hours of everything is absolutely just back to back like do, 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 do. but he will get up every i, I mean I'll, I'll let you explain like what you do before you go into your work in in regards to putting time aside to focus on yourself and like you're militant mm -hmm. and like you do it yeah so ashley's right there are there are some things that i do every day to before i get into work before i do everything mm -hmm. um uh, and so i do literally i have a written journal which i'm sure i've mentioned before i physically journal every day in the morning like to get rid of my thoughts and, and get it all on paper or whenever possible that's one of the huge things great for the self uh, a meditation i try and do a meditation every single morning um, i'm actually building in a new meditation pattern as well so i'm mm -hmm. going to be doing one in the morning one in the evening and potentially one uh, like a shorter version at lunchtime so 20 minutes 20 minutes 5 10 um just because it's so, so so profound so i do that kind of stuff uh, but yeah my morning routine is is pretty much it it varies i can't guarantee it's the same regimented thing every single day but there, i just make sure that there are things that i'm doing for myself because nothing else matters and that's that's 
but that's the truth of it nothing else matters like work okay sure that's going to happen from a certain period of time but you've got every hour in the day around that to do whatever you want and the most important thing for you is is to focus on on the self and the personal growth um i don't particularly know exactly what points ashley was hinting for me to go to talk to there hence the waffle no like what I, what I was saying is, is just like proving the point of like, even though you had like a ram-packed day of work, like starting at like eight o'clock, you would get up at like, what was it, five or six to just like it, yeah. focus on all the things you needed to do so that like you got them out the way first. You got the, I guess you ate the frog and got like your most highest priority things out the way first before you was tired. So rather than coming home and doing it and being like, oh, you've had a long day, yeah. like you've got it done. And then you can be tired at work. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, a brilliant, a brilliant book on this subject uh, is the Five AM Club by Robin Sharma. Um, he talks a lot. His attitude and his whole ethos is that you get up at five AM to to focus on yourself and to do the things for yourself before your day starts, which is a brilliant idea. Um, not everybody wants to get up at five AM, so he has since uh, suggested that this is more of a, a, a metaphor for getting started early on yourself uh, before you your day takes away your life um because uh, again he, another another little break he calls them brain tattoos these little phrases that's just stick in your head to think about uh, ideation mm-hmm. without execution is delusion is one of them another one is mm-hmm. that your de- uh, that your days are your life in miniature or your days are your years in miniature so every mm-hmm. day should resemble a, a good thing um so again focusing on the self and again you could use that idea early do your stuff but it's just important to make sure that you you are prioritizing the right things in the right place so again you might need to get a script for a show done mm-hmm. by the end of next week because the show is the week after that and you want time to rehearse it and stuff but the only way to be able to really maximize your creativity maximize your ability to 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 get that script done and and really get that down to earth is is to be completely in control of yourself and rather than just like, Oh my God, there's uh, this pressure. Oh my God. (laughs) You don't want to do that. Instead it's focusing on that self so that you can then do it. And again, uh, you can reduce the amount that's going on if you need to, like what else have you got going on? Cut that out if it's causing problems and neglecting the stuff. But Mm -hmm. so uh, let's say that I am uh, reading a book or I'm watching uh, some uh, DVD of uh, effects. And I find that a particular effect or a routine I would like to incorporate into uh, my active uh, repertoire, which uh, I'd like to use. Now, the thing is, uh, so if I like it, I would practice it for some time. Now, I do not know the fine line whether uh, I should practice more. And then, so let's say uh, I'm just using random numbers over here to make a point. Let's say I discover it on day one and then I practice it till day 10 and day 11, uh, I'm going out to perform. Uh, So by being productive, what I mean is how can I bring it down from day 10 to day seven, uh, let's say. Can you not just just do it on day seven? (laughs) That sounds ridiculous. It sounds ridiculous. But honestly, the way I I don't ever really practice in the conventional Mm -hmm. sense, I just go and do it because I'm only going to learn mm-hmm. from the people who are experiencing it. Like I, I, it's, it's really bad. Don't get me wrong. It's probably not the best piece of advice I could give you right now, but it's my honest mm-hmm. advice. The way I, I learn is I, I see a trick. I, I, I literally commit the, the method to memory if I need to, or, or the crib or whatever, whatever the 
trick bit is i just commit mm -hmm. it to memory i then run through it a couple of times in my head thinking best case scenario worst case scenario i've genuinely visualized that and then mm -hmm. i just go and do it i sometimes i even do it the same day even the same hour i just perform that like just because if if you've spent too long mm -hmm. thinking about it how like rehearsing it rehearsing it rehearsing it rehearsing it by the time you get into your audience's field and actually get ready to present it all they're seeing is a big block of rehearsal they're not seeing this like real life situation they're seeing something that's mm -hmm. been so scooped back and, and in a stage performance sometimes that's a good thing because again it's a good uh, way of uh, settling nerves it's a good way of of really selling the uh, the illusion of or whatever it is that you're doing really conveying that power of that mm -hmm. piece but in, for close up in particular the easiest way for you to get to grips and learn your own script and to learn yourself and the way you'd present it is quite simply to just do it after you've got got it to memory for me anyway that's that's the way i do it exactly the same for me if i learn something i am mm -hmm. um, and i'm like oh that really stands out for me i'm gonna sit there and i'm gonna think and i'm like how can i present this to suit what i want to do and then i do exactly the same as aiden i run mm -hmm. through it in my head worst case scenario best case scenario every single mm -hmm. scenario so that that way it's covered i already know what's going to happen We've already done. We've already done the rehearsals then in the live environment, but the live environment's in our head, which I think we might have explained in a previous call. Like that, visualization does work in terms of this mm -hmm. stuff. Um, it's a very powerful tool, um, and and then we go out and do it. Like literally, I, I do exactly the same thing. Um, and I used to do this when I was younger. Whenever I'd practice a routine, uh, or even like a little performance in front of the family before I'd done it just think of it and then i go out and do it like and and even with uh even if you've got tricky moves i think as well like if there's like a reverse diagonal palm shift that you've got to do for this thing um like it's always good to get the moves down and yeah that's probably what's going to take the most amount of time getting the move down but mm -hmm. you're going to get most practice in front of actually performing it in the real world because you're going to learn how to angle it and how to do it in front of people um mm -hmm. So for me, trying to do my stuff in front of a live audience is is the practice, um, and that that's why I love my um, my residency as well, um, because I, I try all of my new material there. I'll go in and I'll uh, I would have seen something on a DVD, and I'm thinking I'll do that tonight, and then that's my that's my playground to practice. Or if you're out and about or on a on a Zoom call. Mm -hmm. that that's that's my practice time in front of real people because that really forces you to be on it and then you're going to start saying things and going like oh that's a really cool line write that down and then it's just a quicker way of practicing rather than sitting at home in front of the camera doing that sort of stuff so yeah honestly that's the best okay. thing just another, I, I just another quick thought on moves and practicing moves we interviewed uh, an incredible card magician named andrew frost uh, I know Andrew Frost, slightly you, obsessed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. So we, yeah. we spoke to him and he, he gives some tips about how to practice. And, and one of the ideas is that rather than just practicing over and over and over and over and over until it's in your muscle memory, is to just do it ten, do a move 10 times over, but with your full concentration, slowly think about how every moment of that can be improved. Where can you mm -hmm. go? And then re like repeat do it again full concentration and it goes back to the visualization like visualizing the way it's going to look same thing here visualize how this would be perfect and just put all of your attention um 
and it, it goes, it's, there's a phrase and I can't remember what it is. It'll probably jump to me in a second. Um, but it's, it's essentially where you place your attention. Uh, I, I was, oh yeah, anyway, I can't remember. It's the specific, but it's where you place your attention. That's mm -hmm. what, that's what will grow. It's almost like you're, you're watering the seeds to something great. You don't, you wouldn't just water some, like another part of the, the garden in the hope that the flowers over on the left-hand side will grow. You have to water the flowers on the left-hand side so that they can grow. So focus all of your attention on the bit that you need to improve. Okay. Okay. I think that is uh, very helpful. Uh, I felt a little bit nostalgic, to be honest, because when I got into magic for the first time, uh, this is how I used to operate, uh, to be honest with you, because I used to learn something and I was in college last year. So I had a lot of friends around in the host hostel whom I could grab and quickly show something. And that was literally it. And you know how in the beginning it's about more and more tricks. So I used to learn and show them, learn and show them. Uh, and the more I started reading about it, I kind of stopped doing that. And uh, I should probably not, not exactly what I used to do, but uh, something similar to what you have suggested. I should, uh, I will start doing that. Yeah. That's definitely helpful. Definitely. I, I think as we, we almost get more experienced as performers, we always think, Oh, I, I need to I need to wait before this is this is audience ready. But in my opinion, to be audience ready, you need to practice on the audience first, whether that be in your head or live, because um, that's the best way of, of growing quicker. And yes. I, I, I'd say the most efficient way. Yeah, as always, we say to anyone, um, if you want to let us know of any questions throughout um, this mm -hmm. week until next week, um, drop us a message. Let us know how you're getting along. Um, like Aiden is the king at this whole stuff with productivity mindset personal growth and the psychology behind it like mm -hmm. I, I i i preach about it and don't always aiden moans at me because i i don't always follow the complete rules but i, I think aiden has seen like the the change that i've gone for even though i'm not following every piece of advice mm -hmm. like i'm more productive now than i was a few months ago because of the stuff he suggested to me so like even though it's not everything he's been saying, like the little pieces and nuggets have, have really helped improve um, what I do. So yeah, Aiden is, is the man on that. <laughs> like, you can't get a better person. <laughs> well, there's other people, uh, but no, all I'm doing is I'm learning the knowledge and I'm just squeezing it into myself so I can share it with everyone else. Um, but is there any, any other, I, I know we've, again, we've gone off topic and we've, spoken about random things so do message us if there's other but is there anything no i think uh even if we were a little bit uh if we went on a tangent it, it sure ties into what we are discussing um i think we have discussed about uh practicing and uh getting routines ready in less time and uh I think that that is the main thing which I wanted to address and we have covered that pretty well. Yeah. Um, another thing very quickly, just to buy in a second. Um, mm -hmm. If you do want to get routines um, quicker and you are, you are worried about taking them to people, you know, who, who are laymen, but you mm -hmm. still want to develop quickly and, and perform in front of real people set up a zoom meeting with obviously people in the, um, in the school group. 
um, because then okay. you're practicing for real. They can mm -hmm. give a practical advice on the, on the moves and stuff and performance. And that way mm -hmm. you're getting all the added bonus of performing with the additional feedback of, of uh, other, other entertainers in the, in the same business. So that might also be another option and um, which will be handy to, to grow quicker. Brilliant. Awesome. Brilliant. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll note that down. And there we have it. That is a double bill episode combining two private coaching calls that we have slam dunked together and we have delivered to you on the podcast. Now, when we started listening to this episode or both of these sort of coaching calls back, we were really taken aback by just about how vast this information is. We're not just talking magic here or magic practice. Sure, we talk about that a little bit, but we're also talking about lifestyle productivity, productivity that can optimize yourself, your energy levels, your life, your work. Everything is covered in this episode. And the truth is, we're just scratching the surface. What are your big takeaways from this, Ashley? Well, to be honest, like everything, and it's just the information that I was surprised by because I love listening back to these old calls because sometimes we just come up with gold and like to hear that again. It's like, ah, amazing. But I'll tell you guys something else, which uh, which you guys are going to love. Like we referenced a boring mentalism lecture and I'm just going to throw it out there. We now are open to do that at Magic Clubs. Like this is our signature talk. The Boring Mentalism Lecture is a talk which is designed to tell you all the tips, tricks, methods and techniques to elevate your mentalism and magical careers. And we, we are open to do that at Magic Clubs now. So whether you book events, you book lectures or you just go to a club, like send the people our way, get in contact with yourself. We can tell you more information and how we can deliver value to the people at your club. And one last thing, we mention every single thing that we're doing on our mailing list. So if you're not already on there, hop on that because you're going to find out all about the incredible events, which we've got lined up for 2021, which I'm sure you've probably already heard of some killer ones. So if you want to be the first to know, head over to our website, sign up to the mailing list and you'll be in for a treat with some special goodies. But until then, we'll see you guys next week. So take care. Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magician's Business Group and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside. So to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you straight there or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. And we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. 
To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum, and we'll send you all of the details.